Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning back into Lafayette's Interfaith Podcast, Colton Corner. I'm Lisa Green. I'm the Interfaith Fellow, also involved with Hillel. And uh, I'm so excited to be joined by my friends Eva Donato. We actually met because I was her wall last semester, um, and she's fabulous. And uh, Eva, if we could get started, if you want to just say a little bit about yourself, your year, um, what you're involved in on campus, uh, and and your faith tradition. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is lovely. Um, so I'm a first year on campus, and um, I'm involved in, what am I even involved in? I'm, I'm involved in the rugby team and the um, radio station on campus. I have my radio show. And um, I'm also involved in the farm, which is very fun. That's and so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of trying out a bunch of different stuff um, and just like getting the feel of college. And I, I've never defined my faith like at all oh that's what we're going to be doing yeah. this whole time yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just really I don't know because I, I grew up um, without any religion mm-hmm. my parents both grew up with religion but kind of decided that they didn't want to raise me with it so it was just never a part of my life um, so but my dad has always been really interested in Buddhism so I've just kind of been like exposed to that for a lot of my life so I wouldn't necessarily like call myself a Buddhist but but just definitely yeah I feel very inspired by it and I like to like use a lot of Buddhist principles in my everyday life oh that's so interesting yeah Yeah. let's let's take it back to the origins so (laughs) wait how did your dad get into Buddhism um well he so he was raised Catholic and he went to Catholic school and like his family, you know, was pretty devout. They like went to church every Sunday, and um, and he kind of just grew up feeling like a little bit uncomfortable and guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Though you know, I don't want to like entirely speak for him, but sure. he just realized that he wasn't connecting with it, and he didn't feel like himself in it. Mm-hmm. And then I think just as he grew up, and like in his twenties, he. Um, his whole family lived in like outside of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and um, he was he's the youngest son um, and he decided that he was going to move away to New York which was like definitely mm-hmm. a very big thing yeah because it was like wild. really he was kind of following my mom because they started dating like wow I guess they were both in Pittsburgh yeah like, how they college. meet they met because my mom's sister was dating one of my dad's friends. Oh, it's so funny. They were just kind of in, like, a similar circle. But they met when, actually, my mom was still in high school. Because my mom's, like, three oh. years younger than my dad. <laughs> and then, yeah, I know. <laughs> Scandalous. That's but then so funny. they didn't start dating until many years later. And then it just, it kind of stopped because, like, my mom moved to New York. Um to work at magazines and be a writer and stuff. So and fun. then my dad had also studied writing and, Eng- and English and um, I think psychology too in college. So he then decided to move to New York too and like try and make it 
as a writer. I think he like immediately started working at like a science fiction magazine or something like that. Mm -hmm. So as he, I think just kind of as he started his own life, he became more interested in Buddhism and started mm -hmm. reading like Pema Chodron, which is just like a really accessible writer of Buddhism where like, hmm. it's just, she just says things in a very, I don't know, understandable way. And wow, like, yeah. just really, just very much like connecting to you on a human level, which I really love. And then like really when cool. I went away on my gap year last year, he gave me a little book because she, she has these like pocket books basically. Aww. And every page just has a little, like a, a little thing on it, a little message or something like that. Right. And I would just like read it every night before I went to bed just to kind of like center myself a little bit feel connected yeah that's yeah. so beautiful yeah yeah that's so that's so interesting was was your mom involved in it too my mom um she she grew up protestant and mm -hmm. just like i don't think her family was necessarily very religious mm -hmm. and then it just wasn't really a part of her life and yeah. i don't really know how much she was involved and in, are interested in Buddhism or other religions when she was growing up but she's definitely become more interested in it over the past couple of years um, because she lost her brother and it was just like a very it was just a really it was during COVID and it was it was just a very kind of transformative event that happened in my family where like everyone had to learn how to heal and oh, take care of themselves cool. and take care of each other and Buddhism definitely was just like so helpful to her to, yeah. to be loving with herself and with our family and with the world and everything and so she's become like very connected with it and she did this really amazing um, kind of spiritual I don't really know how to describe it kind of a spiritual mm -hmm. retreat thing oh, very um, cool. and I can't I want to remember the name of the man who who leads it because he also writes books and he's an amazing guy but mm -hmm. um she's just like had a had some she's really like found a lot of peace through it so now oh, it's like even more connected with my family yeah it's beautiful yeah well so now going to you and your life how you've connected to it what was your first memory around like buddhist practice and ideas and stuff um, I think my first memory was probably just kind of hanging out in my living room and, and hearing, or just watching my dad read different books. And mm -hmm. sometimes I'd be like, what are you reading? And he yeah. would be like, he would kind of tell me a little bit about it. And then we would just have these really nice conversations. Like I remember just having conversations in high school where like I would be doing homework in my room and my dad would just come in and we would just like have a conversation for an hour about just something kind of random like so cool I don't know some sort of thing about life that we wanted to understand more of yeah um and I was like like I've just suffered from so much anxiety throughout my life um and I've really tried to understand it in different ways um and then like towards the end of high school I was like you know, realized, or I was, like, fully diagnosed with an anxiety disorder and ADHD, so it was, like, oh. I guess before I actually had the diagnosis, I just found different ways to find comfort, 
And Buddhism was definitely a way for me to like, I don't know, understand that we don't have to necessarily associate with every thought or feeling we have. Oh, that's is, so interesting. Yeah, which is a really, I don't know, it definitely was a very profound thought for me when I was younger. Yeah, was that was that freeing? Like, yeah. that idea of, like, when you're having anxiety, like, that doesn't define you kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that my dad would always talk to me about, because mm-hmm. um, he's also, you know, experienced different kinds of anxiety in his life, and he would always say, like, you don't need to associate with it, and it doesn't define you. And, and something that I also talked to my, one of my best friends about, Annalie, who's also, like, we've, like, gone on a lot of journeys towards, you know, healing together, oh. and and we, she was the first person who I think ever really said to me, like, we aren't our thoughts. And because wow. that was like something that she came to learn. And then we really, we talk about it a lot, like how yeah. we can have feelings and not necessarily find significance in them and stuff like that. That's, I've never thought of that. But that's, yeah. that's really powerful. Yeah. So, yeah, did you use that, like, in high school, um, kind of, when you would have a tough moment, would you kind of, that, that become a mantra, kind of? Yeah, yeah, kind mm-hmm. of. I would, like, I definitely had certain mantras that I used in high school to, yeah. to get through things, and I know, like, one of them was, life is ridiculous, or something like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> because it just yeah. made things feel more real in yeah. their absurdity, like... Right. Life is ridiculous. Like nothing really matters. Like no, yeah. Like yeah. you can just create your own meaning with what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like something only has value if you ascribe value to it. Kind yeah, of exactly. And like we yeah. create our own realities. I so love that. It's like you don't necessarily need to like if you hyper focus on certain things, it will become more of your reality. And if right. you decide that you don't want to do that, then it will reduce in your reality yeah which is like so powerful because i think sometimes we feel so trapped yeah trapped and so Mm -hmm. victim to our anxiety right and like it's controlling us really we have that power yeah yeah exactly so wise yeah yeah were there like specific moments in high school where you really leans on buddhist teachings and that helps Sort of, yeah. I well, when I was a sophomore in high school, I took um, a philosophy class, oh. and my teacher, Mr. Kalivas, was like just a really, like a really important figure in mm. my life growing up because I I took philosophy with him um, sophomore year, and then I took mythology and advanced philosophy with him junior year, and also like my friends and I would just like eat lunch with him and stay after sometimes and just like talk with him about these things like we would just get into these debates and we would just talk about it and we would get so angry (laughs) yeah i bet we just wanted to think through stuff and mr clevis and i also just kind of like established a nice relationship where we could like talk about our anxieties with each other and like how we went about dealing with them yeah um and i definitely remember like one of the I don't know, one of the things that he taught us that really just kind of transformed the way I think was the Buddhist philosophy that everything is empty, which Mm -hmm. is like, 
It's so funny because in my school, so many people would rebel against it and be like, oh, Mr. Clevis is trying to make everyone depressed and stuff. <laughs> and it was like, no, that's so no. not true. That's the absolute opposite. Like, everything is empty is just kind of this idea that, like, we are all, we're all revolving in, like, the same spiral of energy. Right. And, like, everything comes from everything. And the way he told me, the way he explained it, he explained it to me that I finally understood was like, he showed me, he pointed to like a desk and he was like, what is this? And I was like, a desk. And he was like, well, you know, where did it come from or something? Mm -hmm. And he explained that like so many different elements of the earth went into this desk. So this right. desk could not exist without this certain element from this country and this element wow. from this country. And so because of that, like every single aspect of our lives is connected. You know, like... Yeah. yeah, that sounds a little like Hinduism, too. Like yeah, yeah. Atman and his Brahma kind yes, of thing. Yes, exactly. Atman and his Brahma, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's similar, and it's also like, um, I, I can't explain the differences well enough. But there's like, like, Hinduism is kind of like everything comes from the same source. Right. And Buddhism is a little bit more like everything exists within itself. Like, there's no origin point. It's just everything is, like, yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that makes a lot of sense. And it's just yeah. a really nice way of thinking about how, like, we exist together. Like, how we can't... We don't necessarily need to identify with certain thoughts we have or certain things about our personalities because we've just been influenced by a million different things swirling around us at all times. Yeah, And oh, it's, absolutely. like, kind of impossible to pinpoint where things began and right. where they end, and also things don't really begin or don't really end. And, and yeah. And yeah, it's so going. Like, yeah, yeah. And I right. think just kind of learning that just helped, just kind of freed me a little bit from, like, all these constraints I put on myself. Yeah. No, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Did that kind of continue extending into COVID? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a bit. I mean, <laughs> COVID is such like a fever dream for me. Right, like a whirlwind. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> but I... <laughs> you know, if, I think about like our high school experiences and that was such mm -hmm. a defining point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. such a where everyone kind of lost their minds yes. you know so i i would imagine that having you know a centering point like that would have mm -hmm. been so helpful yeah. yeah yeah it definitely was i think that like covid in a way i think was a little bit helpful for my anxieties mm -hmm. because i just have a lot of like social anxiety and overstimulation yeah. and and like pressures Me on too. myself yeah. to excuse me a lot of pressures on myself to, I don't know, just get everything done and be, like, spectacular at things. Yeah. When that's just, like, unrealistic and... It's unfair to you. It's unfair, yeah. yeah. So COVID was, I think, a little bit helpful for me that way. And then when I was just spending all this time alone, I actually had time to, like, think about my identity a little bit. Yeah. Without, like, all the anxiety, you know? clouding in so much yeah so yeah. so what did you realize i think i i mean it's hard because when i when covid was going on i was still in high school and like mm -hmm. my entire senior year when i was applying to colleges and you know thinking about my future i was just home and mm -hmm. i my friends were like 
my friends are like some of just the smartest people in the world, like so unbelievably intuitive and driven and, and amazing. Awesome. And I love them so much. And it was really wonderful growing up with them because yeah. they were really inspiring to me. But I never completely associated with that drive. Yeah. Because I just kind of felt like I didn't have that same drive towards like academic success. Right. And so as I was like thinking about my future, I was kind of realizing like I don't want college right now and stuff yeah. like that. So I was, you know, getting closer to maybe thinking about taking a gap year and stuff. Hey. And it was definitely just difficult to understand myself at that point. Because I just yeah. kind of felt like, I really felt like... You didn't know who you were. Yeah, I felt like I didn't know who I was. I felt yeah. like everybody around me was trying to do stuff that I didn't resonate with. Wow. And that like yeah. didn't feel comfortable to me and didn't make me feel like myself. But the thing is, I think that... I believed myself and I right. said like no these feelings I'm having are real mm-hmm. and I need to I need to think about them right Be, and I think that's like something that goes with being kind of a kid who has anxiety right. is you really learn how to like actually think about your thoughts rather than push them away yeah, like and like be with them. Yeah, and be with them, which right. is like a blessing and a curse. It's really. so hard. Yeah, <laughs> because so often you kind of just want to look for a distraction. Yeah, exactly. And not just kind of sit with anything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I guess that time to be with yourself really kind of clarified things and mm-hmm. and helped you realize that a gap year was the right move. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's I kind awesome. of realized like it. I was not going to be able to, like, be Eva if I was doing stuff that wasn't right for me. Yeah. No, exactly. So so how on your trip abroad, which, you know, would love to hear all about that, (laughs) of course, Mm -hmm. but how on that did you kind of prioritize yourself and your identity through the lens of these teachings? Um, wow, what a great question. Um, <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> um, I think that's like exactly what I tried to do. Yeah. And I was doing this with one of my best friends, Sophia, who was also just like, just a beautiful, like open spirit. Like mm. both of us were just so ready to be influenced by the world, basically to like be with these cool people we were staying with. Cause we did programs like woof. And um, what's with? it's the worldwide organization for organic farming. Oh, so it's like staying with families and working on their different like farms or projects. That's and, so cool. And we did work away, which is a very similar thing, but we did that in Europe and mm-hmm. we au paired for a family. So it was really like we just kind of were jumping into these situations being like, okay. Let's hope for the best. Yeah. Let's hope that these people are kind and that they want to teach us. Right. And, you know, we were like unbelievably lucky because we really ended up finding these wonderful people who I just think about every day. That's and so cool. I think like when I was with them, I just decided that I wanted to actually be with them to like yeah. live one day at a time and enjoy <sighs> the day and. Like, cause that's something that I always, that was another mantra that I said when I was traveling. I was Live always every like, day. 
yeah, live like one day at a time. Yeah. It's just, or if that's too much, like one minute at a time. Right. Or one second. Because that's what life is. I was once told you just have to put one foot in front of the next. Yeah. You know, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. yeah. And not think. Because I think that's, that's what they always say. Like, depression is in the past, anxiety is in the future. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you think about what's going to happen in May... Of course you're going to panic because yeah. a million things could happen between now and then. Exactly, because yeah. there's there's just no way to predict any given moment. Right. And I think I kind of realized that, that, like, I couldn't spend my life, I don't know, focused on the future. And I really... Yeah, so true. Which is really, really hard because that's just kind of the way you're taught to live. Yeah. Like, I don't even, like, I don't know, I also find people who are able to do that like I really admire them yeah. who can like really prepare for things and you know like set things out but it's like I just kind of found that it's doing that yeah doing that didn't it didn't work with my brain it didn't mm-hmm. work with who I was yeah and, like I've tried to kind of implement parts of that into myself so that I can like be secure but I'm still kind of learning how to do that oh it's but so hard it's so hard it's so tough yeah yeah but yeah. What do you think, like, going into this year, like, what did the year abroad teach you about yourself? I I think it, like, well, when I was traveling, I think I really, I really learned to, like, like, I was talking to my dad one night when I was in France, um, because when I was au pairing for this family in France, because I was kind of having this experience where, like, we our schedules during the day during the week was that we would take the kids to school in the morning and then we would have the whole like rest of the morning and afternoon free to do whatever we wanted and then in the afternoon like around four or something we would pick the kids up from school and then we would spend Mm. time with them until the evening when the family would get home yeah and it was a wonderful schedule but it was kind of the situation where like we had all this free time to like spend with ourselves and and do different things and I kind of was having this thing where I was like wow I don't even totally know what I want to do yeah like, I don't even know like I've, I've never been in this situation before right you know right um and I was talking to my dad one night and I was kind of explaining that thing to him and he kind of said something where he was like you know I think the best thing we can hope for as human beings is going to bed at night and saying oh I had a good day and I'm excited for tomorrow. Right. And like then that's just then I just lived like that. I was just like, I had a good day. Yeah. And I'm really excited for tomorrow. And like oh, it takes so much of the pressure off. Yeah, it takes yeah. so much of the pressure off just to be like, okay, today was Ooh. sweet. I just yeah. I had experiences. I like walked and I saw things and and then tomorrow. I'll see you whatever it brings. And, like, right. that's kind of the way we lived because we, like, we barely knew where we were going to be tomorrow. <laughs> we also yeah. planned things so spontaneously. Like, like we planned, like, week by week, right. um, which sometimes worked and sometimes didn't. <laughs> yeah. But it was the way we wanted to do it because we wanted to leave ourselves up to chance and to see right. whatever happened. Live in the moment. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, it worked because we would meet amazing people and then we would change plans and... See, and that in my mind relates so much to like the four noble truths, like mm-hmm. ending your suffering by ending like desire to mm-hmm. know exactly what's gonna happen and like yeah. kind of freeing yourself of worldly yes, exactly. constraints. Yeah. Yeah, like freeing yourself from all these 
yeah, these constraints that you kind of put yourself in. Right. Because yeah. I just, and that's, you know, I really try to do that here. And I, right. I went into this year saying, like, that's what I'm going to try and do. And, like, to be entirely honest, I was very not excited to come to college. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I had been really, really happy last year. Yeah. Like, I felt kind of like... I felt like I'd, like, found it. Like, I'd found right. the thing that I had been searching for. You figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I also went into this year saying, like, I'm going to give it a year. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll stay. And right. I still don't know if I'll stay here or if I'll go to another college or if I'll try and do another thing, like, you know, like, woofing or work away or... Because I kind of just want to live, like, one year at a time. Right, and yeah. not be so concerned with the future. That's yeah. You know, my dad has had about every job under the sun, and <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I would say, you know, because you're very conditioned right now to be like, okay, what are you gonna do with the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. And I would kind of panic about that, and he'd be like, you don't need to know what you want to do with the rest of your life. He's like, he'd be like, maybe the next year would be nice to know. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. but like, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Like, exactly. you know, when you're not even, say, 25 yet, mm-hmm. how do you even know who you are to know what you want to be doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, like, very unnatural for a lot of people right. to even go through the process of, like, of, of trying to know, you know? Oh, yeah. Or just trying to, like... You know, no one knows. Pursue a degree and stuff like that. Like that takes so much. That takes so much like life energy out of you. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> yeah. I guess I've been trying to live in this way where I think that nobody needs to force themselves to be somebody else, and right. like to you know to feel inspired to do things that you think you should feel inspired to do. Okay. Like why? Yeah, like, why? Yeah. Like, might as well just kind of... Because I think that also, like, you're going to be a more bright and, like, you know... Vibrant. Um, yeah, vibrant force in the world if you're doing things that bring you peace yeah. and joy and not things that make you anxious and angry. And That's so true. And I think I just, like, like, being... Sometimes being within school makes things makes me feel anxious and angry yeah which right is, which right. is really not like who i am yeah and i guess you gotta ask yourself like does the good outweigh the bad kind yeah, of thing exactly because you know? it's also completely natural just to be in a situation and and have hard days and, yeah. and have days where right. you really question it right like, i that's so normal too oh totally and yeah I feel like a lot of times growing up, college's build is like, oh, it's the best years I of know. your life and the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, oh, dear God, I hope not. You know? <laughs> yeah, dear God. Oh, if that's true, I'm in so much trouble. Yeah. Because college is really hard, so especially hard. if you're introverted yes. and you kind of like time with yourself. Like, yeah. it's a lot. Because also, especially if you have FOMO, oh, it's like, oh my God, yeah. I want to be everywhere and do everything but also i never want to talk to anyone no, ever I, like, the same yeah. way, like, I do not want to miss yeah. out 
out on any fun thing that happens. Right. But I also need to build in like five hours a day just for myself. Yes. Or I will like completely. Burn and that's out. so hard to find. Yeah, it's so hard to find. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it was like I guess like last year I just kind of realized that there are and this is such a silly thing to say because like obviously but it's just something that I actually realized that there are so many different ways to live. Yeah. And like the the schedule here that we have. Right. It was I was just living a completely different schedule and it didn't right. always work for me, but sometimes it like made me feel so alive and like awake, you know. That makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, but uh let's see. Yeah, so I feel like that's a very full circle moment. So Yeah. At this point in life, in this moment, like, <laughs> uh, at this point in life, you know, what what happens for you on a day-to-day that makes you feel spiritually connected hmm. and maybe even connected to yourself last year? Hmm. That's a, yeah, that's, I'm still, I think I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. Yeah. Because I, I really, like, like, when I got home last June... I really told myself, like, I want to keep living this way. And I, um, something Sophia and I did was we journaled, like, every day we were away. Like, whenever we were on the train going somewhere or in the evening or before bed or in the morning, we would just, like, take out our journal and say what we did and say how we felt about it. And, And I think that was something that definitely made me feel, like, very spiritually connected. Yeah. Because I felt kind of, like... I had this connection to myself and I was really able to like relate it to my connection with the world. And I think that's like a really wonderful thing in Buddhism and in Hinduism is like recognizing that when you become more connected with the world, you also are becoming more connected with yourself and like vice versa. And, um, Hmm. and there are so many different ways to do that. Yeah. And also like one of, one of the most special experiences I ever had was in the family we were, Oh, pairing for where there were eight children <laughs> in a very Oof. very French Catholic family which was interesting because my friend Sophia grew up Jewish and oh, I really grew up with no religion but we were both completely you know just kind of like okay this is, sure. this is their life we're, yeah. now. we're gonna experience it and every single evening um, there would be a time like after dinner when we would um everyone would kneel on the floor in front of their kind of altar area and the father would say a prayer and then they would all sing and they would harmonize together and they would sing these catholic prayers it sounds like the sound of music it was yeah it was literally the sound (laughs) we were like in the south of france next to a vineyard yeah next to the ocean maria no it was quite literally the sound of music it was so ridiculous yeah And, and it was amazing and and sophia and i kind of learned how to like take that time even though you know they said these prayers in french and we spoke some French, but we couldn't necessarily understand everything. Um, and we would kind of spend that time just to, like, do our own prayers or our own manifestations. Yeah. So and what did that look like for you? I love that. It would it would kind of be like us sitting there and we would just be quiet and, like, and we would always talk about it afterwards, too, which oh, wow. was so nice. Like, Sophia and I were always just able to like share these things with each other and kind of yeah. inspire each other's prayers too. It's beautiful. Like I remember one time she said to me, cause I was kind of saying like, 
sometimes I feel a little bit lost when I'm praying because I was never used to it. I'd never prayed before. Yeah. And she said that something that she would do is often either start out or end by, by, you know, wishing peace for the world and like hoping that our connections, like we keep building connections with each other, you know, and like, and I remember just really loving that. And then I kind of built that into my own and I would, sometimes I would like talk out some anxiety I had in my head just about something right? and think about it a little bit. And then at the end, I would always end up kind of saying like, well, I'm like so thankful to be here right now and be with these people and be in this comfortable house in this wonderful place and know that I'm loved and I love so many people and like my reach is just growing wider and like no matter what, like, momentary difficulties are okay. Right. Yeah. And it would just be a way of, I don't know, like, just sitting with myself and, like, being quiet for a second. Hmm. And then as we kept traveling, like, after we left the family and we were jumping around different um, cities and places in Europe, we would, like, we always made sure we had to stop at the church. Like, because, I mean, the churches and the cathedrals were just unbelievable. Yeah. And they were magnificent and so beautiful. And we would read about them and walk all over and, like, discuss everything about them and spend hours in them. And then we would sit for normally, like, 30 minutes to an hour or something. Mm -hmm. And we would just do our own prayer, like, in this church and just kind of observe it and, like, observe the people. And sometimes we would even, like, fall asleep or something (laughs) because we just felt really at peace. Yeah. And I think, like, with all of that, like, I think about those experiences a lot. Yeah. And I, one thing that I really struggled with coming home was just feeling like, oh, God, like, I'm leaving these experiences behind. Mm -hmm. And I kind of had to learn to remember that, like, I'm just bringing them with me forever. Like, I didn't lose any of them. Right, they're, they're all me. right there. And, like, whenever I would, like, I, I remember I was I was really upset coming home just because, yeah. you know, it's a lot to get to Europe and back. So oh, I knew, like, it's a long... Mm. I wasn't going to be back for a while. And I remember talking to a lot of my friends and them saying, like, well, you know, you've planted the seeds and you, they're going to grow while you're away and then you can go back and continue living them yeah right and I guess I've just tried to like be here and understand that even though I'm physically here it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm like stuck or that I'm like in one place your spirit is in many places yeah exactly like my spirit's kind of wandering around and perceiving these different things and like I don't know I think I've just kind of left it at that and just been like, okay. You know, it's okay. It's interesting. The um I like I like to say this a lot. The word for soul in Hebrew is nishama, mm-hmm. and three out of those four letters are shema, um which is uh listen. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like if you can be present and listen and engage in that quiet, which I know for me can be so hard. Yeah. You can feel your soul in all the different places and with all the different people who matter to you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think it's so true. Like, yeah, just listening. Yeah. And just trying to be there. And I've definitely struggled with that here. Yeah. Like, I've definitely 
it's very busy not, <laughs> very noisy it's, it's so noisy yeah <laughs> and yeah. it's just like I don't know it's just kind of it's just a very very different mindset to be in every day mm-hmm. and it's definitely very difficult for me right. and I don't think it's necessarily been working for me but I've kind of found different little places like when I do my radio show I kind yeah. of feel maybe more spiritually wait plug connected. it plug it when's your show it's <laughs> my show is um on wjrh.org um at 8 p.m on Mondays um Love it. it's really cool I just play music and I talk about it um, and it's really sweet because like people from all different areas of my life listen, like you know so my parents cool. and some family members and I would my listen best if friends. I wasn't in class. Oh, hey, I believe it. <laughs> I totally understand. Yeah, and, yeah. I like just do it for myself, and it's just so kind cool. of a very. It's just a little room where I can just be completely alone. Yet, like the whole time, I'm like texting my friends, like, "Oh, did you like that song?" You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's so yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah and, and doing stuff like that. And That's like, awesome. You know, I don't know, just having my little routine of like, like on Saturday mornings, or on mornings when I'm free, I'll like make some tea in my dorm and I'll have a little oh, snack okay. and I'll sit at my desk and I'll do the wordle and the crossword. Oh, and that's I'll so fun. Look out my window and stuff and just feel yeah. like, I don't know, like just be in that moment. Feel connected. Because college also is so tough because it's so much of like, planning ahead and like budgeting your time and like yeah. that makes me <laughs> deeply deeply anxious and uncomfortable that's so fair yeah yeah but I guess you're just you're finding those moments and you're feeling connected and you're in the moment recognizing that all of your experiences come with you mm-hmm. feeling that gratitude and that love you're talking about like just every little lesson you've learned along the way is culminating now yeah 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 I love exactly that. Yeah, well, I think this is a great place to to um, conclude for now. You know, of course, everything's ongoing, so <laughs> yeah. we could always have a part two as, yeah. <laughs> as more things are uncovered. But I think you're just such a beautiful, unique story, and I just, I love talking to you about it. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. It's such a nice experience to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Just with somebody else who really understands oh, just absolutely. the trials and tribulation of modern life. It's a lot. Yeah, it's, a it's a lot. Yeah. That's, and you know, yeah, that's such a thing. It, mm-hmm. It's to be overwhelmed. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're in this moment. We're breathing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good to yeah. just make things a little simpler sometimes. Yeah. 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 Simpler sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to tell anybody listening before I close things out? Um, well, I just hope everyone has a lovely day. Aww. Um, I always, I always say at the end of my radio show, I'm like, do something weird today. Yeah. Take someone out. <laughs> I <laughs> like, love that. Do something kind of odd. Yeah. Just like, you know, like, why not? Like, why not? Just yeah. kind of, I don't know. Be a person. Don't worry about it. Be a person. Be in yeah. your skin. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just breathe. Be. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, thank you so much, Eva. And thank you so much to anybody who's listening. And that's it for this one.